is The Hill. Talking Rugby League with Sam Perry and Tim Sparks. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Tim Sparks and welcome to The Hill, a show where the great code rugby league takes centre stage. Centre three-quarter stage, if you will. A show that knows and appreciates the difference between Brad Fittler, centre three-quarter years, and Brad Fittler, five-eight years. A show that doesn't discount Brad Fittler lock-forward days either. A show where we yarn about the code, sometimes yell about the code, and often yearn for the code of rugby league. And ladies and gentlemen, here we are. The sun is shining, the weather is warm, and semi-final football is no longer on the doorstep, but it's now walked through the door. Semi-final football is in the hallway and it's making its way down the house. It's saying g'day to the kids watching TV in the front room. It's shaking hands with your grandfather who's staying with you for the weekend. And it's almost at the dinner table, ready for us to enjoy and devour. So, with that in mind, I've got a show for you this week. Featuring the finals, all right, I've got a comprehensive preview of the upcoming finals, of course. I've got a text from Pezza. It's a good one, too. Uh, just some chat around the definitions of finals as well that I think is really important before we uh, you know, see a ball kicked off in the series tonight. I've got a Who Would You Rather Be from a listener, which is excellent, and just one for the Parramatta fans out there, too, that I think need a bit of love, but more on that later. A uh, bit of history for the Knights fans with the finals flavor. And for the teams that have missed the top eight, all right, I'm going to take on the role of a management consultant uh, and just help them uh, with their review of the season 2020 before they head into their uh, planning and preparation for uh, season 2021. So I'm sure you'll enjoy that. And I've got... uh Literally one question to finish the show off uh, from a listener to also talk about the tipping comp. Okay, so it's it's a big show. All right, um, you can I'm sure you can hear in my voice I'm excited because we've we've made it to the finals. All right, and I'm sure uh, just like your good selves, um, you know we're all excited to to get them going tonight. But of course, before we do that, okay, I can't go any further without uh, a text from my, uh, I guess my former co-host, uh, still very much part of the hill here, uh, as we discussed last week. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go into it too much. Uh, you know, Pezra and I like to have a bit of back and forth, uh, which, you know, was really a pillar of the show last week. Uh, yeah. I felt I upset him a little bit last week with a couple of things I said, the tone I was talking. Anyway, um, here's a, a text from him, and I'm just going to read it out today. I'm not going to say anything about it. I think it's only fair that he gets um, a bit of a voice on the show. So here it is. Uh, g'day, Tim. Uh, it's, it's, it's a longer message, so just settle in. Uh, g'day, Tim. Just another shout-out to say well done on the show. You performed excellently in trying circumstances and delivered quality content to the Hills fans, performing a great service to the game and the community. Well, that's, that's all I'm here for. Uh, I'm hopeful this message will be to your liking, despite the sad fact that my previous efforts to praise your contributions have been met with ridicule. I guess the message is... The bloke on stage always has the last word. So go on, Timmy. Have the last word again. The stage is yours. Drink it in. Go and tell us your latest views on the game, which will no doubt contravene what you said last week or the week before that or the week before that. Let us know about the programs, but don't call it 360. Let us know about the latest successes of the Tigers and why Tommy Talao is the answer. Give us another Who Would You Rather Be? Were you up for a hard-working back row from regional New South Wales? Tell us about your phone being on 1%. 
Give it to us all, mate, because the stage is yours and we love you on it. You've steered this fine program as both presenter and producer, and we're grateful for it. Love, Pezza, faithful editor and publisher. Well, thanks, Pezza, for the text. I appreciate the sentiment. Really good. I'm not going to say anything more other than thanks for your support. Uh, just quickly, actually, when I was saying what was going to feature on the show, what won't feature on the show this week is Tiger Corner. And look, that's mostly out of respect um, for, for the listeners out there, but particularly the fans of teams that have made the top eight. You know, this is really your um, this is your week. I think you know you've your teams work so hard. You guys have followed your teams so well over the season uh, to enjoy a sp- the spotlight. You know, despite whether if you come first or if you come eighth, you've made the semi-finals. Okay, so out of respect for everyone. I'm going to push Tiger Corner to the side. The Tigers will feature in that in, in the, the full-scale review that I'm doing with all the other eight clubs. So there'll be a bit of Tigers flavor there. But out of respect for you guys, the listeners, uh, I'm just going to leave the Tigers. I don't, I don't think it would be fair or respectful uh, to any of the clubs for, for, for me to, you know, give a full five minutes uh, to a club that didn't make the finals. All right. You can leave your comments around the exclusion of Tiger Corner. Um, on the Facebook page and all the all the usual channels, but I'm just giving you a heads up. So if you're only tuning into the podcast for Tiger Corner, uh, best to switch off now, I guess. Um, and I might see you next week. But um, otherwise, I've got a, I've got a show for you. Okay, so first thing I just want to address before we get into into anything else. Uh, is just a, just a comment on the language of the of the of the final series. I guess to me, like it's it's semi final football, isn't it? Like that's what we're we're at now. Semi final football. That, that's always sort of been the way uh, I felt. You know, the the second or the you know the finals part of the the, the footy season is referred to as the semis. Now the issue we have now the fact that um we have a top eight in play. Uh, we can't call them semi-finals anymore because, as the I'm pretty sure it's the Oxford Dictionary defines a semi-final as a match or round immediately preceding the final, so the winner goes straight into the final. So we can't actually call these semi-finals. So, which is sad because we want to say that semi-final football is a different style of footy. You know, we want to we want to hear blokes on the program saying, "Oh, well, you know, semi-final footy. It's a, it's a new competition, and you know, there's just a difference in the way you play semi-final football. It's a bit harder, a bit tougher. Uh, not as enough, not not a, not as much room for mistakes. Uh, you know, and you get punished for your mistakes in semi-final football. It's just got such a better ring to it than finals football. I guess it, finals football has the alliteration to it, the two Fs there. Finals footy. Well, you know, it's just a, just, just just different in finals footy." actually got a bit of a ring to it come to think of it i like semi-final football though i think it's it's good um and then you've got you know terms like playoffs and thing like that i thought that's where maybe that's where we go do we call it the playoffs like the americans again i think this is in the oxford dictionary that the playoff is a play an extra match to, to decide a draw or a tie of two teams or competitors so i don't know i don't see how that works for us but anyway, I, I, just something that sort of... Um, well, Pezza and I actually talked about this on the phone yesterday. Just something worth talking about, I think. Look, um, yeah, because I, I, I'll probably refer to it as semi-final football. I already have on the show, so... 
Yeah, I, I think for the... Otherwise, we're starting to talk about, you know, you can't say, you like, you know, qualifying football. Although, you, the games do sort of have a bit of a progression, you know, and maybe the style of footy in qualifying finals is a little bit different to semifinals, which is, is the following week, and then preliminary finals the next week. Well, preliminary final football, that's a mouthful. That's tough. So I think I'm just going to stick with semifinal football and leave it at that. All right, so uh, look, I just felt it was important to address that at the top of the show just so you you know where I'm coming from with my language around this. The NRL seem to have taken on the importance of language around um, games and and, and how we call games. There was this big thing about at the start of the year they couldn't call the the Raiders-Chooks games the grand final replay. It had to be called the rematch. And Fox, in particular, were drawing a line in the sand and saying, no, 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 we're not calling it that anymore. It's calling it the rematch because it's not actually a replay. They're not literally replaying what they did. They're rematching. Uh, and it can't be a replay because there's sort of different, a couple of different plays. And, it, you know, and uh, apparently that was a big deal. So I guess, you know, I'm not one to argue with the NRL um, on matters such as language. I'm certainly not one to argue with Volandis. So, uh yeah, that's... Although I'm going to call it semi-final football. I don't know. Anyway, uh, enough of that. Enough of that. I don't want to get bogged down in that, okay? Um, so what we're going to do, okay? Uh, we're going to stick to our structures. I'm a preview show these days. You know that. Um, so we're going to get into previewing uh, this week's uh, game. So we've got the Penrith Panthers up against the Roosters tonight. And, if, you know, this, to me, this is the most exciting game of the... Um, of the weekend for me that's probably probably shared by a lot of people I think just obviously so many things coming into this you know everyone's been talking about whether Penrith can uh, do it against the big dogs you know they're saying that you know well how many times have we heard someone like bloody Paul Kent or someone say oh well you know we just don't know if they can do it you know they're they're really good front runners but what if someone starts to ruffle their feathers and what are they going to do you know I mean, they've won 15 games in a row. Give them a, a break, you know. They're probably going to handle it pretty well, you'd imagine. Um, but but regardless, that is still something there. And what are the Roosters going to do? Um, you know, 60 to 8 um, to the to the Bunnies last week. I mean, I don't know what to what where to go with that. Um, God, I just want to say from a real side side point here, I'm really excited. I'm excited for finals. Like I'm, I had better things to say about this, but I, I find I'm really excited. Um, seem to settle into my game here. I might just look for a kick here. Just kick, I'm going to kick downfield, turn around, just settle in, have a bit of defence, start talking defence, and just relax a little bit, uh, and and get into the show here. Okay, so yeah, look, the Roosters. I mean. I kind of think it'll go two ways with the Roosters. On, on Monday, uh, or even last weekend, after after that game, I thought, okay, the Roosters will bounce back. Like, the, that's one thing that you, you'd have to think the Roosters will do. It's almost like a bit of the old poke the bear job, um, that they'll just bounce back. And I was tipping the Roosters at the start of the week because I thought that's what would happen. Um, but the more the week went on, I thought, well, hang on. Maybe the, the Roosters are, are just pretty cooked, you know, tied. They've gone two in a row last uh, the last two seasons. 
Uh, it's got to be hard to find motivation to do it again. They don't really have many new players that have come in that haven't won a competition. Like I know Flanagan's in there and maybe a few other guys, but not many. I think most players in that Chook side have now won a comp, uh, which is a real motivator uh, for modern day players. And it was always a motivator in years gone by, but it seems like it was more... In years gone by, it seemed like it was the motivation was to win a competition at your club and win a competition for the club. And now it seems more like it's a win, win the competition for yourself. Uh, it's a bit of a, a dig at the modern day footballer, but that just seems to be how it's shifted. Um, and it just seems like most of those guys have done that uh, in that side. Um, and they're missing friend. I think that's just such a huge loss for them. It's a massive loss for them. Uh, and I don't, I can't, I actually, once the team's got announced, I just, I just think Penrith are going to win now. Uh, obviously, the big thing with last week was they were missing um, Joey Manu in the centres. Uh, and, you know, I think it, sometimes he gets overlooked at how good a player he is. Uh, and I think a lot of the centers do. I think the centers can sometimes be, especially the really good centers, can be a little bit like a bass player in a band. You know, you don't really notice them, uh, and you don't notice what they're doing until they're not there. Um, and that's, I think, what happened last week uh, with the with the roosters. So there's no uh, with the roosters and south. So there's no way that Penrith are going to put sixty on them. But I just kind of, yeah, I kind of get the feeling that. That that might be um that might be yeah it for the chooks I think I don't think they can win without friend anyway um yeah unless they can somehow they somehow get uh you know they can get a resolve around them and bounce back which you know I wouldn't put it past them doing I think Penrith look fantastic like Penrith just look they just look so good they're fresh you know I think it's always that the the team with the least amount of injuries. Uh, in the competition wins the comp. I think that's that. I, I'm sure that's the start. Uh, and so far it's Penrith with no major injuries. You know, so that means they've got their match fitness. It means they've got cohesion, um, and it just means they've got no niggles as well. So or very few few niggles anyway. Um, they're at Penrith Park too. I mean, it's just all starting to wane to to the Panthers. Uh, They've dropped Sonny Bill Williams, I reckon, uh, the Roosters. I think that's actually a good call. I know they've said he's injured. I, I don't think that's the truth. I think they've dropped him. Um, wouldn't surprise me. Well, yeah, I mean, the Roosters will have one more game. I don't think he'll play again. I think he's been pretty... Uh, it hasn't worked out how they would have liked anyway. And that's no... I'm not trying... I'm not sledging Sonny Bill Williams. Like The guy's 35 years old and he's come back and he's handled himself okay. But I think they're better off... Um, they're better off with guys like, uh, you know, uh, Nat Butcher and, and fresher, younger guys um, than Sonny Bill. So I think that's the last we've seen of Sonny Bill, which, to be honest, from a Roosters perspective, that actually might be a good thing. Uh, but I'm going to tip Penrith there. Um, yeah, part of me thinks they might run away with it. It might be a bit of the old state of origin um, when New South Wales used to, to beat Queensland, like Queensland would stay with them for the sort of the first half. Um, and then New South Wales would push away. Maybe the opposite when Queensland, basically when, when you've got a team, that's just a bit better than the other. Um, they can sort of stay, stay with them on spirit for a little while. Um, but then the class just sort of, 
overruns them. So I think, yeah, I think I think it'll be a, a close first half, and then Penrith will run away with it in the last twenty. Um, yeah, I reckon it might blow out to about uh, twenty-eight ten. I think to the Panthers there. Um, but I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens because it, it'd be if if the Roosters really bounce back, uh, like that could be really exciting, exciting to watch. Then we push on to uh, the Raiders and the Sharks uh, tomorrow evening. Always liked the uh, the Saturday night um, double header for the for the finals in the first week of the finals. I used to like it when they used to play it at six o'clock and eight o'clock. They've gone for five forty and seven fifty this year. I just liked the anomaly of them playing a game at like was it six or six thirty? I think it might have been six thirty. Six thirty, then it went to eight thirty for the second one, and it was just like. The games are never at this time. Like, what's going on? Like, it just felt special. Um, yeah, I, 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 I really liked that. Um, it's five forty and seven fifty. I guess that's that's just your almost your regular Saturday Saturday evening football. So a little less special. Uh, the NRL could have a look at that. I think. So I think six thirty and eight thirty brought it like just proper prime time. Uh, it was also good too. Like back in the day, like if you'd started playing cricket or something like that. Which you probably hadn't actually come to think of it, but if you were if you were doing something during the day on the Saturday, you could still get home in time for it. Uh, but but anyway, and enough about the time slots uh, of games. Raiders and Sharks. Now a couple of things. Very easy for me to sit here and just go. Oh, the Raiders will blow them off the park. Uh, the Sharks. Why did you even bother coming? You know, uh, I'm not going to do that. Okay, I'm not going to do that because for a couple of reasons. First thing, the Sharks made the eight. All right, they made the eight, playing by the rules. Um, they won enough games to get into the eight. Okay, they didn't beat a top top eight team. That doesn't matter. They did enough by the rules uh, and the the structure of the competition to make the eight. So I'm not going to sit here and bag them because plenty of teams didn't make the eight. All right. Uh, what's interesting about them, I think, is and again, Pezza pointed this out yesterday that they ended up pretty much literally the middle of the competition. In the fact that they won 10 and lost 10, so half and half, they ended on a points differential of zero. So, um, yeah, that's even as you can get. Uh, and they, they didn't beat a side above them, but I think they beat every side below them. So they've literally finished in the middle of the competition, which is pretty amazing. And I don't think that's ever happened before. So that's pretty interesting in itself. But nonetheless, they're in the finals. So if you're a Sharks fan out there, and I know it might be hard for you, it must be hard to get excited uh, as a Sharks fan, particularly when you played a reserve grade Raiders last week uh, and couldn't get it done. Understand that. Particularly when you haven't beat a top eight, eight side yet already this year. Last year, I know you sort of made up the numbers in the finals last year. Went out to Manly, I think, in the first round. But you're still there. And if... if if you, if you can't find a reason to get excited about your team being in the finals, if you can't, if you, there's nothing out there, you go, nah, I've seen it before. It's not going to happen. We're not, we're not going to win the comp. We're even the, do it for me. Do it for a bloke that hasn't seen his team play in the semifinals since 2011. You know? Can you do it for me, please? That's all I ask of you. Do it for me. Get out there and enjoy it. Embrace it. Go to the game. Yeah, go with some friends, with your family. Get behind your side and go, how good is being in the finals? 
You know, how good is getting to watch another game of uh, game of footy with my team playing in it at a different time slot? It's exciting. All right, so please just do it for me, Sharks fans. Yeah. Um, but if I'm going to be objective about it, uh, I, I can't see the Raiders losing. All right. Um, they look too good everywhere. Um, and in fact, you know, to me, they look like the the side that's out of the... I think they're actually one of the, the, the top... I, someone asked me who's going to make the grand final yesterday. I said Penrith Canberra. That's my, That was my tip. Uh, which I know is going against my Melbourne and Roosters stuff, but you know I'm basing it on what I'm seeing each week. You know, you know, a week's a long time in footy. I'm allowed to change my tip. I think I'm, I'm usually talking to Pezzi here because he 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 lambasted me about this. Um, he'd be right on my back about it, but I, I'm allowed to change my tip based on the evidence that I was given last week. Uh, and so I think Penrith and Canberra. Uh, I just think they've got the best two teams um, across the park cohesive teams as well obviously Canberra are going to have to play an extra game um, and yeah I know no one's made sorry I know no one's won the premiership from outside the top five but plenty of teams have made it made the grand final from outside out, did I say top five outside the top four um, I know no one's won it from outside the top four but plenty of teams have made it um, from outside there uh, yeah they just look. They look really good. You got to give a hell of a lot of credit to Stick, um, and and to the players because uh, they were up against it too at the start of the year. I think as well the travelling they had to do. They were flying and uh, flying into bloody. They flying into like Bankstown and then driving out to Campbelltown or or doing all sorts of things like that. But the the biggest thing they've done is they've been able to uh, respond to losing uh, one of their best, if not their best player, in Hodgson. Um, and actually being being able to find a way to make it work. Um, so Thomas Starling's been great. There's no doubt about that. Um, as has um, uh, Havali. But what more than that is they've they've adjusted how they played a little bit. So instead of playing it all you know through the middle, they've sort of gone wider to Williams and White and uh, a bit earlier in the tackle count and things like that. I think they look really good. Um, the sh- I don't I don't know what the sh- I guess the Sharks I don't know what they do they rough them up maybe Wade Graham Wade Graham oh, he's probably got to almost do it on his own they got Townsend back I I don't it's obviously Johnson is the is the was maybe the guy that could maybe do it for them um, but yeah can't really see it happening Fafita I think looks injured I think he's trying but he looks looks injured to me. Um. Yeah, I I would say they've got to be really physical with them in the middle, like really physical. Which they've got a pretty. They don't have a bad pack, um, the Sharks, but it still looks just a little bit inexperienced for me when you when you look at um, who the Raiders have, you know, in there in Papali, Tarpany, Bateman, Whitehead. Soliola coming off the bench. Yeah, it's it's going to be difficult. Uh, so the Raiders will win that one, but Sharks definitely enjoy it, okay? Uh, Storm Parrot. Now, here's something. Oh, the Storm have looked great all year, um, and I think they're going to be very, very, very hard to beat, uh, particularly at Suncorp. Uh, yeah, I mean, they just look 
really good. They look hot to trot. I, I know I noticed, I, I mentioned the weakness in their centers. I've noticed uh, on Big League Rap, Mick Ennis has, has picked that up. So I can only assume Mick is listening to the show. Uh, g'day, Mick. Hope you're doing well out there. Um, but yeah, he shares my concerns with with, with um, the the centers, uh, particularly in defense there. So it'll be interesting to see what, what, what can happen there. It's the right. It's it's mostly the right hand side of Melbourne. So I don't know who really plays on the right hand side, um, or the left, the opposing side for Para. But if it's Brown, if it's Brown and Jennings, I mean they could cause something there. If Gutherson can chime in and they really target um, that weakness there. Um, if they're on, you know, and the thing with Parramatta is they haven't had Brown for a long time. We sort of talk about how Canberra adapted without Hodgson. Parra just haven't really been able to adapt without um, Brown. It was those amazing outballs he was giving um, to his centers there early on in the season. Their passing was slick. And I assume that was from Andrew Johns coaching them because that was the big thing was Joey was in there uh, at the start of the season. And maybe since, because Andrew Johns wasn't allowed into the bubble because of the media stuff he does, maybe that's been the real missing thing um, with Para. And, you know, Brad Arthur's had this really strong emphasis on defense. And I'm actually coming to Parramatta's um, uh, side here. I'm actually here for Parramatta this week because how often does a team uh, finish in the top, Three, uh, they've won three of their last four games and be absolutely ridiculed um, pillar to post. You know, that just it seems a bit unfair. And look, it's very, very, very rare that I'm going to, you know, be in Parramatta's corner here. But I just feel for them a little bit, and particularly the fans out there. And I don't think I'd ever say this to your face, you know, and if you bring it up, I'll probably deny it. But I do feel for you. A little bit um, at the moment, and it will be interesting to see if that if if Parramatta can galvanise themselves a little bit. It's they're a, they're a funny mob, Para. That side, like they look like real front runners, and they like being out in front. Um, but there was something I noticed last week when I think the Tigers were up twenty six eighteen or something like that. The Tigers were up by eight anyway, and Reed Marnie scored a try under the posts. Not to go in front, but when he scored the try, he booted the ball in celebration into the crowd and was really confident. I, I didn't like it at the time, being a Tigers fan. I thought it was smug, um, and I think I yelled something out to the TV. But in the back of my mind, I was kind of like, that's actually, that, they've got something there, Para. Um, you know, there was just a confidence about them that they were going to come back and win. Uh, and I don't know if that's going to help them, but I think Dylan Brown. Um, is a big inclusion. Uh, obviously, that goes without saying, but I think I, th- I think that's big for them. I um, know oh everyone talks about Para or Melbourne being the bogey side for Para, but I remember a couple of years ago, maybe it's like three years ago now, when Para came down to Melbourne in week one of the finals and almost knocked Melbourne off. I know it probably hasn't been; they haven't had a great record against them since. Um, but I think there's I think there's more hope for Parramatta than people are giving them. I, I can't tip an upset. Like, I think that would just be getting silly and I'd probably lose a bit of credibility if I was to do that. Part of me just wanted to tip an upset then, just for the, just for the heck of it. But I think this game will be really close and it wouldn't surprise me um, if, Para, if Para get it. I still think Melbourne will win. Uh, I think there'll be a few tries scored in this game too. I reckon you, you're looking at something like 28-24. 
um, or maybe a 28-26 scoreline. I think it's going to be really close, um, which could bode well, you know, for Parramatta if they lose, because whoever they play next week, they'll go back to Bank West, uh, they'll go in with some confidence, and they might be able to um, make a late charge to it. Uh... But yeah, I wonder like with with the with the psyche of that stuff, <clears throat> like what you'd prefer to be? Would you prefer to be Canberra coming fifth? Then you well, you you playing that extra game anyway. I just sort of I, I wonder how much losing does to that psych, the the, the psychology side of it. Um, to that to that top four side, uh, it'd be interesting to know. Actually, I should have done some research on it. Um. Onto you know when, if ever that the the top four sides if if you lose the first week what the likelihood of you making or winning the grand final is um, I didn't spend much time researching that because I was researching um, the nineteen eleven uh, New South Wales Rugby League Premiership and the final system just to get my head around the final system a little bit too much so I was I was spending more time on that um, which I'm sure you can appreciate out there. But yeah, Melbourne, Melbourne, Melbourne to win there, about 28-26, I think. But Parity give a really good account of themselves. Uh, quick sip of water, sorry. Um, South Knights. So, uh, fantastic that they've, they're going to a Sunday game. Um, yeah, for the finals. Like, really, really, I was, yeah, I was worried they'd do a Thursday night, Friday night, doubleheader Saturday night. I'm really glad they didn't. So, you know... Credit to Volandis in the NRL there. Um, it's just nice to have at least one game in the daytime, I think. Uh, now, South and Knights, what, 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 what happens here? What happens here? I mean, Newcastle in the finals for the first time in about seven years. So similar to, uh, similar to the Sharks, the Knights have really got to enjoy it. The fans, more than anyone, you know, like really get behind it. I hope, I know there's uh, capacity issues and stuff with uh, filling grounds and whatnot, but I hope a few of you can get down there as well um, and support them. Because, you know, first time in a long time, you just got to enjoy it. You know, that's, that's my very, very uh, limited experience of semifinals as a fan. You've just got to enjoy everyone as if it's your last because they, they, you know, you may not see it for a long time. Uh What's going to happen here? I mean, how good did South look last week? Is there a better player to watch than Cody Walker at the moment? There's not for mine. Uh, just pure footballer. Love him. Absolutely love watching him play. Um, and yeah, their young forward pack has been really good. They get uh, Jaden Sewer back as well. That's got to help them. What else have they got? I mean, yeah, their outside backs are going really well. Um, two without, obviously without, that's without Latrell Mitchell and James Roberts too, don't forget. You know, great to see, um, Alex Johnson get five tries last week and top the, top the, uh, the leading try scorers, uh, thing that gets the, what's the Ken Irvine medal. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to get behind Newcastle in this one. Okay. You know, if you've listened, listened to the show for a while, you know, I'm, 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 I've got a real soft spot for the night. So I'll be getting right behind them. But I just don't know, you know, which night, you know, which night side's going to be there. You know, if it's, I don't know, like, 
in this time of like, I guess the last couple of years where it's sort of like, all right, the Knights are here now and they're going to, you know, they're going to push for, you know, they've got Pierce, they got Ponga, uh, you know, Clemens there. They're going to, there was a game, was it last year where they beat the Roosters in Newcastle? Like there was a massive build up to it and they beat them. But has there been any other games where there's a big build up and they lift to it? I'm thinking of the Melbourne game last year down here in Melbourne. Uh, when it was like it was a Saturday Arvo game and it was billed as a really, you know, a real big contest. And yeah, the Knights are going to, you know, the Knights are now, they're pushing for the top four. They're, they're almost in their premiership and they got absolutely pumped. So I just sort of worry about that. Um, I worry about Mitchell Pierce out there on his own, so to speak. Uh, nothing against Mason Leno there, but I just mean experience wise, you know, this would have been a different story had Blake Green playing, but I worry about Pierce. Um, I just don't know about Kalen Ponga. He seems to decide. I guess he's inexperienced. You know, you got to be fair to him. He's inexperienced, but I would love it if they could do something over Souths. But I just think Souths um, have too much going for them. To be honest, like, I, I mean, how much confidence? You, you couldn't ask for anything more other than to pump the Roosters like they did. Uh, sounds like they've got some off-field shit to deal with um, with Sam Burgess. But sounds like they've done a good job of covering that up the whole time. So they've known about all that stuff, um, you know, for a long time now. So, and, and it sounds obviously allegedly, but it sounds like they've, you know, been doing a good job of covering it up. Um, and they had the arrogance to appoint him as, a, as an assistant coach. Um, so it clearly doesn't phase them. Uh, so I, I don't think, if, if anything, that'll probably galvanize them somehow. Uh, that's all obviously alleged. I don't, I don't really want to talk too much about that. Um, I'm sure you can read the papers and whatnot there. Uh, but yeah, I think South will win. All right. I'll be, I'll be going for the Knights and I'll be cheering them on. Um, but yeah, I think you'll see South South win. I just hope that's a desperate game. I want those like the elimination games. So many of the times those elimination games, they're just not as desperate as they should be. I must say, like you, you look at the corresponding games sometimes in the AFL and just like from pure just sport, just if you want to watch sport and guys compete, my favorite games to watch are the elimination ones of the first week in the AFL because sometimes they just run themselves ragged and it's a really good contest. Um, I just like to see that in league. Yeah. So Souths and Knights, can you do, can you deliver on that? I think it's not asking that much, I reckon. Souths to win. All right. That's your preview done. Uh, that was long. I hope you didn't mind that. Um, if you had an, if yeah, but anyway, uh, we're going to bounce into who would you rather be? And now this is a good one. Okay. Now look, Last week, I think on the show, I put a call out especially. I said, get in touch if you've got a couple of players with either the same first name or the same last name um, and let me know and let's put it out there and, and do a who would you rather be. And I said, if you want to get creative with it, well then please do because here on the Hill, we like creativity. We're about innovation. We're about creativity. And um, Liam Mulheron, I hope I said your, first, your second name uh, right there, Liam, has got in touch with an absolute... Uh, beauty of a who would you rather be okay so if you, if you haven't listened before got to be first name got to be the same first name be the be the, the first last name in comes lean with a beauty are you ready who would you rather be tim mana or timana tahu 
That's right. Timana or Timana Tahu. I think it's great. Liam got in touch and said, I think one of his mates used to always refer to um, Timana as Timana Tahu, uh, which is pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm into that. So well done, firstly, um, for the creativity. Love it. Um, and just thanks for getting in touch. And look, I think it's good for, for the, for the para fans out there. Let's just bring a bit more positivity around Parramatta for finishing third. And if you're a para fan out here, you surely you're Tim Manor. You know, you're a one club player. You're 233 games for para. You rejected. I don't know if he did reject the offer from the Tigers, but he had an offer on the, from the Tigers last year. I think it fell through somehow. I don't know if he rejected it, but if he did, it's probably a good idea because he remained a one club player. Uh, he's played Origin, played City, uh, played for his, well, I don't know if it's his birth country, but his, you know, country of ancestry in Lebanon. Um, you know, great career. Like, just you're just your ultimate first grade player, really. Um, obviously, no premierships, but, you know, it doesn't that doesn't make you any less of a player uh, in my eyes. We're not AFL where we talk, oh, is he a premiership player? And, you know, we're not like that in league. If you, you, you can still have a good career and not win a, not win a, a premiership. Don't, don't worry about that. Um, or you want to be Tamana Tahu. Now, this is one for your para fans, but also for your Knights fans. To a lesser degree, your Penrith fans, seven games, 196 first grade games. If I'm Tamana Tahu, then I'm just slam dunking um, uh, the goalposts in the early 2000s when I'm scoring tries off Andrew Johns. So I'm Tamana, just just so you know. Tamana Tahu, that is. <laughs> um, I just couldn't go past him. The athleticism, uh, he, he was one of those, you know, so many outside backs, don't you think? Um, sometimes it's either sort of one or the other. They're like, they're really athletic and really, really gifted athletically, but, you know, maybe not so great with the footy. And then there's all, they're all there. There's just really, you know, good footballers, great skill, but maybe just lack a bit of speed or a bit of athlete. He had both. Like he just had everything. Uh, and that was demonstrated by the way he could slam dunk those, um, those posts. He played a lot of origin, uh, played for, for Australia, um, Played for Indigenous All-Stars, also for New Zealand Maori, honouring both sides of his heritage. Uh, New South Wales country. I had a dream last night where, like, I met these two guys that I was working with. It was like a dress-up day for work. One guy was dressed in the the city origin kit. One guy was dressed in the country origin kit. And then all these other people had Cronulla Sharks polos on. And I was like, oh, what, is it a dress-up day for footy or something? And they're like, yeah, yeah, no, we dress up for footy. It's like, oh, you guys lead guys. I'm like, yeah, the whole workplace is. Anyway, that was just... Uh, it's pretty good, I've got to say. Um, but yeah, so you New South Wales country if you're Tamana. Uh, and then you have a bit of a union career as well. Um, I think he got a few games for the Wallabies, for the Waratahs. Uh, says on his Wikipedia that he's played for the Denver, Denver Stampede as well, whatever that is, the Denver Rugby Union side. But I'm Tamana, mostly for those Knights years. Uh, you know, late 90s, early 2000s uh, with Joey there. Um, but if you're a para fan, and I hope there's a few para fans out, out there, um, I, I've got no doubt you'd probably be Tim Manor. Uh, but awesome. Love, absolutely love that, um, Liam. Great creativity. Really enjoyed that. If you've got something in that, look, look, what, look what can happen, you know, when you get in touch and we start working together on this. We collaborate here on the Hill, uh, you know, and we, we've got great segments uh, such as that. So thanks very much. 
All right. Uh, let's move forward here. Now, a bit of history. I just wanted to go through a bit of history um, for your Knights fans. And just because um, it's your first, you know, season in the finals um, for, I think it's seven years. Just wanted to bring up um, your first semi-final appearance, which was uh, in 1992. Uh, it was the minor semi-final, so it was back when uh, it was a top five, uh, and um, yeah, the what would happen? The first place would get the week off, and then two would play three in the major semi-final. Um, so the winner of that, I think, would then go through to play the first place. And then that was all. That was the major one as well. And then the fourth v fifth. No, would the winner get the week off? Maybe the winner went straight through to the final. Oh, I can't remember the top part of it. It was a very good system. But anyway, fourth versus fifth played each other. Um, and that, that was the, that was the elimination. That was the elimination final. So Newcastle finished fourth uh, on twenty six points. Uh, the Magpies finished um, fifth on twenty five. It was it was a really close. Um, sort of little part there. And then the Roosters actually just missed out by half a win on 24. Um, and yeah, so it was yeah, the minor, minor semi uh, at the back when, you know, there was no home ground advantage either. If there's a few younger people listening um, to this show, uh, all the games were played at the footy stadium. So all the finals uh, in that era were at the Sydney football stadium. So down to the footy stadium, uh, Saturday afternoon as well, uh, afternoon footy. I'm actually, I'll put some highlights of this game up. Uh, maybe later today or tomorrow. Um, Definitely before the, the, the Knights game. Like, you can just find it on YouTube as well. That could be another thing you could do. Uh, the jerseys just look outstanding. Like uh, the, the Magpies in the white jersey. Um, Newcastle just in the predominantly blue and red. Uh, just much better with your, with your blue shorts. Um, yeah, night side was Brad Godno, Davis, Brunker, Schuster, Tony Herman. Uh, so it was pre-Johns uh, boys here. So the 5'8 and halfback was Michael Hagen and Matthew Rodwell. Uh, then it was Mark Sargent, Robbie McCormack, Paul Harrigan, David Boyd, David Mullane, Mark Glanville uh, was the was the, was the four packs. Knights won twenty one two, so that was the first time they ever made the finals. That was on the back of them uh, winning the the World Sevens, the Nissan World Sevens in ninety one. So they really springboarded out of the Sevens victory uh, the year before, uh, yeah, into the finals. Um, which is something I think the Tigers did, actually, in 2005. I think they won the Sevens in 04. Uh, anyway, that's I'm, I'm not here to talk about the Tigers. I said I wouldn't do that. So, um, anyway, then they go on. Uh, so, they go on to play um, St. George again in the, in the knockout final. Uh, the following Saturday, again in the day, which was just allowed well you'd, you'd think it would allow for a better style of football and it still probably was a good game but the scoreline was 3-2 you imagine that 3-2 no tries scored I saw a few highlights of this there was a double movement to the Knights um, at some point but they lost yeah 3-2 um, where Matthew Johns actually played off the bench uh, in that game um, but yeah in front of sort of 38,000 and St George went on to to win um Sorry, not to win. They they ended up making the grand final, lost to Brisbane, uh, who were far and away. Like if you look at the points ladder in that in that year, um, they were far better. But you know that's a that's 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 a pretty good account of themselves, I reckon, from the Knights. You know, so 
uh, in a year where they finished sort of down below the table. You know, they, they knocked out Wests early on and they really, you know, so, you know, West would be a bit of a similar side to Souths, I guess, uh, this year. Um, and then Saints, you know, I guess Saints are probably a bit more, a bit like, probably like your Melbourne uh, of this year, I reckon. And the Knights really took it to them, 3-2. So look, if, if they can channel some 92 stuff, uh, I think the Knights would be a real chance. Um, yeah, I sort of, I tried to, they didn't actually make the, the, the Knights didn't make the finals again until 95. Um... And they did quite well in that year as well. If I just pull it up here, uh, beat the Bears twenty to ten um, in what was an elimination sort of final. And then, then, then they beat the Sharks nineteen eighteen uh, in the semi final, but just went down to Manly, who were the eventual um, grand finalists. Um, which I then started to think, oh, maybe the Knights always have a good record uh, in um, in finals football. Uh, yeah, but not exactly that way. Um, as far as the 90s went anyway. But look, if you can get something out of that 92 season, look, I just thought it might be a nice little uh, bit of history that, that that was the first time you made the finals. Um, for your Knights fans out there. Okay, now, something for the sides that have um, not made the finals, okay? I'm going to try and give myself about a 30-second time limit on each team. Um... Otherwise, this could this could go on for a long time, and I don't think we want that. You know, I don't think we want that. We want the focus to be on the finals, um, and, and and what's happening uh, this weekend. But I thought just you know just to round out uh, the seasons um, for the bottom eight, what I'm going to do, okay? Um, and I think what I'll do moving forward is each each couple of sides that gets knocked out um, each week, I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna take on the same role. So uh, I'm gonna take on the role of a management consultant. Basically, uh, I'm gonna come in uh, to the to the club or the organisation, if that's what they want to be called, um, and I'm gonna give them the compliment sandwich. All right. So basically, just a a pretty tried and tested management technique. Apparently, uh, when you're giving some feedback, what you do is you you, you make a sandwich uh, with a with a positive comment. Uh, say something nice, uh, then you, you, you go in with some constructive criticism in the middle of it, um, and then you, you come up with another piece of bread that's some positivity there as well. Uh, for example, I, I, um, I met, I, I ran into Justin Pascoe on, in the concourse of Leichhardt Oval a couple of years ago, and I, in fact, tried to give him the compliment sandwich. Uh, I forget what the first thing I said was. I was started something positive about, you know, uh, re-signing someone or maybe, I don't know, it was something to do with that. And then I went into the criticism of saying, you know, we need more games at Leichhardt and don't let the, the, the games go and things like that. And I, I was about to finish with the, with the, um, with the, with the, another positive comment to finish the sandwich off. Um, but all he could reply was, um, oh yeah, I'm just looking for my dad here. And I was like, oh yeah, thanks. Thanks for giving me some time as a paid-up member of your organisation. But anyway, um, that's 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 just an example of your compliment sandwich. So, all right, we're going to start with ninth place Titans. All right, Gold Coast. Okay, so um, who have we got here in the room? Uh, Justin Holbrook. Yeah. Okay. Jim Dimmick. Uh, really good. All right. Well, look, really, really good season, boys. Um, great finish to the season too. Uh, you know, winning four from all your last five or whatever it was. Um, Really good to see a Jamal Fogarty um, as halfback. Look, and, and appointing him captain 
was a really great thing uh, for the side, which really looked like it freed up uh, young Ash Taylor um, to do his thing there as a 5'8". So, look, really well done there. Um, some criticism for your club. Um, look, I think you guys really need to, to realize this. And maybe from a coaching perspective, actually, I might bring someone else in. I might bring someone in from management in as well. Just have a listen to this and let me know your thoughts. Um, where are you guys from? Where do you identify with? I think you've always had an identity crisis there at Gold Coast. And that's been a big part of your of, of the issue around the club. Uh, you know, you, you say you represent all of, you know, the Northern Rivers of New South Wales all the way up through the Tweed up into the Gold Coast. And... It, are you Gold Coast or are you, are you Queensland or are you New South Wales? Which one is it? You know, and perhaps, perhaps start to think maybe about a rebrand. I'd be going something with Tweed, something. I, I'm not from a border town. I don't understand all the machinations of a border town. But, you know, you, you're wearing blue. It looks like New South Wales. It's just, where are you from? What What's going on? I think you just need to try and work that out in the, over the, over the off season. Um, and it might just help a little bit more. Uh, you, you, to finish the sandwich off, great recruiting. Well done with Fafita, SASA, Tino from Melbourne. Uh, look, really going to develop into something um, and playing a really good style of football. Um, so well done. Well done to the Gold Coast. Uh, the Warriors, um, you're positive. Well, in trying circumstances, you know, you've just got to say really well done. Uh, I can't really speak much higher of you um, as a club and, and what you did in um, not only keeping the competition alive, but, um, you know, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I've lost. I don't know what I was going to say there. Well done. Uh, no, the other positive was Stephen Carney. Um, sacking him was a hard decision, real hard decision. Um but no doubt the right, the right one. I got to say at the time, um, yeah, I didn't think it was the right call. But yeah, look, really well done. I'm actually not going to give you guys any criticism. Okay, I can't fault what you did over the season. All right, so you guys get a triple decker sandwich of three of three positives. Um, Nathan Brown is 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 your positive to finish off. I think that's a really good appointment. Um, yeah, and you, I think you've you know it would have been great for Todd Payton to stay. Um, but I think Brownie is the next best, uh, for what you guys want. Just be careful with Gus is all I'd say on that one. Just be careful. Just be careful. All right. West Tigers, uh, in you come, Madge, in you come, Justin, g'day. Good to see you again, mate. Uh, we'll bring in Josh Reynolds as well. I think we'll have a bit of a chat here. Uh, look guys, you know, thanks for being here. Um, now couple of good things for the season um look Madge the roster overhaul we've gotten rid of 11 players I think that's really positive um you know they a lot of those players have been with the club for sort of you know three or four years and they just we simply weren't getting better were we uh so look well done there uh I think that's um a step in the right direction I think it was difficult calls to get rid of or to not offer Benji Marshall and Chris Lawrence contracts um and, you know, you saw a bit of the silliness with the fans and things like that and not being able to understand that. Um, but as we've seen, we're not making finals, um, so let's change what we're doing. So well done there. Um, really good. Now, a uh, couple of criticisms. Is Adam Dewey a goal kicker? Are you sure? 
if if he if he is, then can we keep doing some work on it in the off season? Because uh, it's it cost you guys games, you know, plenty of times this year. It's cost you games in years gone by. I don't understand why you don't value goal kicking. I imagine I don't know if it's something. It's not. It's not you because it's been the way for a long time. It's something deep seated into the club. Um, Justin, I know you don't know anything about goal kicking, but you know you've got to be able to identify that it's better to to go up in lots of six than it is in lots of four. Uh, and every other club manages to do it. All right. So if Dewey's the guy, he's going to need some more work on it. I think otherwise, if we can sign someone that can, if you sorry, if you can sign someone. They can kick. Uh, that would be very beneficial. Um, the other thing, just Josh, the other, just what are we going to do with Reynolds? What are you, what are you going to do with Reynolds? Josh, I know it's it's uncomfortable, it's difficult. I didn't want, you know, to, to, but sometimes a conversation just needs to be had. You're clearly not happy here, Josh. Uh, you're not playing as much as you want to be playing. Uh, Madge, you obviously don't see Josh in your plans. Could, let's just work something out, boys, you know. Uh and whether that's done here now or maybe just in you know in the next five minutes, I think it would be really beneficial, um, just for all parties. All right, because Josh, from just from an external point of view, I just like to see you playing footy and being happy again. And it's not going to happen here at the Tigers. So I think for everyone, um, I know I know you you're entitled to the money you were you were um, contracted for. No dramas. But let's just try and make something happen for everyone. Then we can all move on. All right. You blokes in particular. Uh, the final positive, um, good signing with James Tamu. Good work. It sounds like it didn't break the back. So that's bank. So so well done there. But just just get the Reynolds stuff. And if you want to get Russell involved there as well, I think it would be really beneficial for um, Justin, as you call it, your organisation. I just quickly throw a quick bit of criticism. It's not an organisation. It's just a football club, mate. Just more in terms of that, I think. Okay. Thanks for your time, guys. I'm going to move on to St. George here. Uh, Saints, all right, well, um, yeah, St. George, okay, uh, where to start, so look, thanks for coming in, um, obviously not a great season, uh, for you guys, but hopefully, um, you know, there's been some positivity, or there's been a few positives, green shoots, um, as they seem to call them these days, but the, the, the one bit of positivity, sorry, I just was, um, Stalling there while I pulled this picture up. Um, the young blokes, you know, uh, Cody Ramsey, really good to see him come through. Zach Lomax, good to see him go through. Young Clune, uh, really good. And Dufty at fullback, like really good young bunch of boys um, that look like they can play the code. So really good. That's great that they got blooded and played a bit of first grade. Um, I believe there's a few few young blokes in in the forward pack too coming through. So that's great. And I think. It'd be really good to, to keep seeing those young guys that have been developed by the club uh, come through. So well done on that on that front. Criticism. Now I'm just not sure about Hook, blokes. Um, understand he's got a couple of good uh, records in finals, getting teams to finals. Uh, just starting to think if we were a bit hasty in that decision. You know, I'm not sure if we interviewed Paul Green, a premiership winning coach. Uh, you know, we didn't go hard enough or, or even wait until Craig Fitzgibbon was off contract uh, there. But look, it, it's happened now, okay? Uh, I'm just not too sure about it, all right? Um, yeah, that's you know, just maybe a bit, bit hasty, all right, guys? Maybe a bit, bit hasty in that decision-making. 
Um, but look, he's here now and he's got Matthew Elliott with him. Uh, there was Peter Gentle as well. So look, understand that'll be an experienced lineup. Uh, but yeah, just, you know, let's, let's just see how we go there. Um, the other positive was, look, I, I think it was well done to get rid of Mary. Okay. And I was critical of you there being a bit hasty with hook, but I think, look, you know, no, no one was a bigger fan of Mary than me, uh, guys, but you know, I think that was sort of ripping the bandaid off there and, and, and getting that done. Um, I know it was hard cause he's a really good bloke and he had a really good rapport with the playing group. Um, but looking from an external point of view, I think, you know, it was, it, something needed to change there. And that was, that was probably the right call. Um, yeah, you, you're going to need to do something about Corey Norman too. I, I don't know how that'll all fall in, but we'll move on to Manly now. Uh, Manly, thanks for coming in. Uh, Desi, Bozo, you're still, are you still here? No, you're not. Um, what are you doing here? Get out, Bozo. Um, we told you, you're not, you're not at the club anymore. Um, Desi, DCE, in you come. Daily. G'day, g'day, boys. All right, look, um, no, you had a few injuries this year. Um, you know, so, look, I understand that's probably a big reason of, of why you didn't didn't play so well. Uh, did you reckon you adapted to the uh, the new rules as well as other clubs? I'm not sure. Um, but here's the compliment sandwich for you. Uh, Josh Schuster, really good um, on, on unearthing him. Uh, he looks like a really good player. Hope you can hang on to him. Uh, and find a spot for him to play because he looks um, he looks really good to me. Uh, so well done on that. A uh, couple of criticisms. Uh, you're going to need to find a hooker. I think you've gotten rid of Levi, which is good, but you're going to have to find someone, Des. You know that more than me. Uh, it starts and ends there at your hooker. You're missing Coruscant. You missed him, you know, remarkably uh, this year. Uh, I don't know how much Penrith offered him. I think maybe you should have just paid him a bit more money there. But anyway, it's done now. You're going to have to find someone. Um, the jerseys, they look like Queensland, okay? Uh, I've mentioned this on other channels. You can't be wearing all that maroon um, like that without any white. Like, you just look like Queensland. And it's manly. They're, they're very manly, very Sydney people, you know? Uh, you're going to need more white. So moving into next year, get some... The, the maroon jersey on the maroon shorts is fine, but you have to break it up, you know, either with some... Just stripe the jersey or something. Or even just simply keep the jersey and put white shorts. All right. Um, it's just, I think it's really cost you this year. Um, second bit of criticism uh, is Kieran Foran. Now, I know you've got a relationship with him, Desi. I know he's had some success here in the past. Um, but look... Just because a bloke had a lot of success when he was younger and fitter, when he had other players around him nearly a decade ago, it doesn't mean that he's going to come straight back in and be successful again. Have a look at the West Tigers. Bring back Robbie Farah, bring back Benji, you know. Did they ever make the finals when they brought those blokes back? No, they didn't. You know, I don't know if the the ink's still drying on that contract or what you can do there, Desi, but it's just something to think about, mate. Um, like your loyalty, like that, I can't, I can't, I can't, um, question you there, but I just, you know, eh. right. The positive on that is though, is you've got history here. Desi, you're a manly bloke through and through. That's great. All right. Um, 
you, and you got some local players, you know, lots of local boys coming through the ranks. Um, you know, everyone else hates you. Um, I know you thrive on that. You love that stuff. So that's great. And, you know, maybe Foran can help you with that, with that old combo. He will look better in a manly jersey. There's no doubt about that. But keep on to that. Sort the jerseys out. Have a think about Kieran because I said Hooker and Foran. Oh, I don't know, mate. I just, you know, he gets injured so much. How can he play Hooker and make 50 tackles? Like, that's seems irresponsible. All right. Um, have a good off-season, Des. Good to see you again, mate. Uh, North Queensland. Uh, well... Not a lot to say, North Queensland, really, um, which is, is, is hard on me. Um, but Peter pa- Parry, thanks for coming in. Um, and Michael Morgan, good to see you again too, mate. Uh, look, the stadium looks great. There's a positive. You, know, you can't fault the stadium. Outstanding new stadium there. Uh, great for the community. I know, I know the community have been crying out for it for a long time. Believe it's a bit closer in the middle of town. Uh, not out past... Oh, I can't remember. Out past the cricket ground and stuff there. Um, so it's good. Great. That's great. Well done. Okay. Fantastic. Um, now, a couple of criticisms. Felt there was a fair bit of chopping and changing of the side. I know that was difficult because you sat Greeny midway through it. Brought in Hannay. Didn't really know what was going on there. Holmes was at fullback sometimes on the wing. It was a bit of a chopping and changing around with the halves. Really lacked continuity. All right. I know it was difficult or more go. I know you were injured a bit. Um, Michael, sorry, I should say. Uh, but yeah, it just, it's, you know, it, 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 I think it, it, it yeah, it, very disjointed boys uh, is what I'd say. So look, if you, I think if you can try and, you know, um, and I'm sure you will with a new, with a change of coach, um, settle on some of those key positions there and just give them 12 games together and see what happens. Um, you know, I, I think you'd be better set there. Um, but great work getting Todd Payton. Clearly a great coach. Um, you know, learned a lot under Tim Sheens at the Tigers, a former Tiger, so a clearly a good bloke um, and a great footy brain and, and, and clearly a really good coach. So well done there. I think that will bring you blokes back into the top eight next year. Uh, so you've got a lot to look forward to. Uh, you've got a new stadium. You've got a great coach coming through. Um, yeah, so well done um, on those things. Anyway, so I was just trying to find one or two. Tabudai Fado. I don't know if that's how you say his name. I'm terrible with names sometimes. He was a great find too, so I'll, I'll give you that that positive. Uh, thanks for your time, North Queensland. I'm getting on a plane down to the Bulldogs here. Uh, all right, well, Canterbury. All right, um, well... All right, Bulldogs. Well, good good to see you again. Um, yeah, a tough season. Now, just starting with the positive, um, he's, had, he's had a go. As as um, most people in the media said, he's, he's had a go, uh, which was really good to see. And what what's that you say? Why didn't you get a go? Because if you, you have a go, you get a go. Well, you can't take that up with me, guys. That's a, that's a, that's a thing for the federal government. Perhaps the NRL... Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know why that didn't work out in, in your case. But take it up with Scott Morrison. Take it up with Volandis and, and, and see what happens there. Um, look, the criticism. Um, I don't really... Well, you, you, which one is it, Canterbury? You know, do you, are, you, are you all about loyalty and about Bulldogs and about Bulldogs people? Or are you you're just flat out about winning? 
Like, which one is it? You, you seem to chop and change because you bought Dean Payne because he was a bulldog. He's a bulldog through and through. Didn't have a good roster. So he couldn't win too many games. And you just you hooked him for someone else. You know, and, he, and all he was doing was getting them to play with the Bulldogs. With spirit, with strong defense, with being tough up front. That's what you asked for. I mean, you delivered and you didn't like it. So you got rid of him and brought in someone else. Trent Barrett, a bloke from St. George. You, you, it's hard to keep up with your Canterbury. You know, it's, it's all well and good if you just want to win and, you know, get in the best people. That, that's Just say that. Don't go on with the nonsense of, oh, well, we're Canterbury through and through. Because, you, you know, Dean Pay. You can, so, you, which one is it? I know you've, you've sacked the Andersons. It'll be the same thing. Someone else will come in and say how much they love the club. You get some consistency about your Canterbury. You, I can't believe you come second last. You've got that much money, that many resources... Coming second last. Open the dialogue with Josh Reynolds, for goodness sake. He wants to come back and play here. Do the Tigers a favour. Let him back. He was almost signed. He, 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 he had the contract there. The Tigers were going to pay about six hundred grand a year. You said no. The kid wants to stick Bulldogs Junior. Bring him back. Wants to play for you. you, you again, you say you're all about Bulldogs. You're about the spirit, about the Bulldogs. There's no one more bulldog than Josh Reynolds. You don't even want him. Positives. It's a good coaching staff for next year. All right. Straight on. Taking the emotion out of it. Trent Barrett, David Ferner, Mick Potter, David Tangatatoa, Chris Sandercock. That's a very... Craig Sandercock, sorry. That is a very strong coaching lineup. If you don't do well out of that, I don't know when you will do well. You've got to find a hooker. You know that more than anyone. Thanks for your time, Canterbury. Brisbane, well, all right. Brisbane, the positive, it's over. That's it. It's finished. 2020 is over. No more. All right. You can see the back of it. All right. Darius Boyd's having another girl. Great news for the club. And it's all over with. It's done. Yeah. Enjoy the cricket. You know, the Queensland Bulls will probably go pretty well. Hopefully the Heat have a good year in the Big Bash. You know, go out to the Gabba and watch some cricket and just forget about the code, you know, and come back. All right. Come back. I I don't, my management opinion, don't come back till January. Just get away from it. I know the borders are shut, but I don't know. Dudes just... Go to go to bloody um Stratty Island or something, you know. Whit Sundays, get off the coast, yeah. Do something else. But it's over. It's over. All right. Um, the criticisms. Well, you 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 know where they are. They they're everywhere throughout the joint. Um, but you just you can't sack that many senior players and expect to do any good if that's one thing you learn from the whole season, Brizzy. All right. Uh, and the positive is, Kevy. Look, you know, who knows if he if he can coach at club level? You know, he seems like a really good assistant coach. He did okay at Origin, I guess. Um, is he a great bloke? Yep, seems to be. Does he love the Broncos? Yep, absolutely. Does he understand the Broncos? Yes. Um, from an external management perspective, do I wish him all the best? Absolutely, I do. All right. So there's a there's a really good um, positive for you. All right. Well, that's that segment. Um, yeah, well, for, you know, at least it was the last thing I did. So if if you weren't, if you if you enjoyed that, that's good. I think I might maybe warmed into it. Um, 
Otherwise, yeah. Look, I've gone well over time here, well over an hour. I can't keep you for any longer. Um, other than to say well done to Chris Marsh for, for winning the minor premiership of the tipping comp. It's not over yet. You tip throughout the finals these days. All right, so doing it all day, ref. You look to be a Knights fan too, Chris. All right, enjoy the Knights. Well done on the minor premiership. Um, Pezza couldn't quite catch you there in the end. Uh, Norwood Mary's a good coach, but we do tip throughout uh, the finals, so anything could happen. Uh, but well done on the getting the JJ Gilton Shield there, uh, Chris. That's it. If your team's still in the comp, I hope they win. Enjoy the footy. Enjoy the semi-finals footy. If your team's on in it, just enjoy the semi-finals football. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of the show. Really appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your day and enjoy the weekend. Catch you later.